Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. More exciting sights to see in the night sky. I'll have all the details of that very, very shortly. First, let's kick off with Fleetwood Mac. It's time to have the telescopes at the ready again this week. Although I think you probably wouldn't need a telescope with regards to this. And this is coming after the spectacular pictures. Some people captured amazing, amazing pictures of the Northern Lights earlier on this week. But tonight and tomorrow night, we should be looking to the skies once again for more incredible images because the planets Venus and Jupiter are going to outshine all of the stars in the sky because they're going to pass extremely close to one another tonight and Thursday night between sunset. So what's that now? It's maybe after half six, is it? Or it's after six anyway, until about 8pm. And I mean, this is incredible. Venus is 200 million kilometres from the Earth. Jupiter is nearly 900 million kilometres away from us. But they're going to be basically very close together and they're going to be, you can see it in the night sky. David Moore, who is uh, with Astronomy Ireland, said he can't remember the planets being this close together in the sky, but he said that the alignment will be closest on Wednesday and Thursday nights with the pair roughly about one moon diameter apart and it's going to be this spectacular sight uh, relatively close to each other and then it'll continue for several days afterwards. But this evening, a little after sun sunset between that sort of time and 8pm we can see this in the sky and no doubt there'll be people straight away with amazing images on Facebook. People are very quick, aren't they? The way they capture some of these things and they're very talented photographers out there will no doubt be waiting to capture the perfect image. So there you go. More wonders to see in the sky. Bruno Mars, Grenade and LMFM's 11 to 1. I spotted this and had to give it a mention on the show today because it's all to do with a very special lady. It's a fundraising gig. It's happening in McHugh's venue in Drogheda on March 24th. And this is all to help Drogheda woman Tracy Verbalis Nee Reynolds is her name. So last year in May, Tracy was diagnosed with a terminal brain cancer and was given a maximum of 18 months to live. So it's a very aggressive form of cancer and uh, it's known it's actually known as the Terminator which is horrific um, because it has a typical survival time following diagnosis of only 10 to 13 months um, and fewer than 3% of patients survive longer than 5 years however Tracy 
is one of life's very positive people. The glass is very much half full for her. She's a fighter and is determined to become one of the rare long-term survivors of the disease. So she underwent surgery last May. Operation went well, but because of this form of cancer, it means that microscopic cancer cells will inevitably reoccur, okay, with this. And there's at the moment no sort of really kind of scientific cure, I suppose, for the illness. So she's now in a mission to undertake, it's called dentric cell therapies. Uh, So they target the tumour directly within her own immune system. So this treatment has had a lot of success and uh, it's a groundbreaking treatment available privately in the UK and Tracy is apparently the the perfect candidate for this. So she's on a mission to fundraise because of course the finances are huge. By the way, uh, Tracy has a five-year-old son and this is, I suppose, her reason to, you know, keep fighting as long as she can. So she's got set up a GoFundMe page, uh, which has been fantastic. There's 70,000 raised already. So she's now in a position to kind of, I suppose, get the blood work done in, in London and kind of move to the next stage. However, they need to reach 150 thousand because she has to get six initial injections uh, to have the best possible effect. So this is where the fundraiser that her friends and family are running comes in. So it's going to be a great night of music. It's going to be a huge raffle on the night as well. It's on the 24th of March in McHugh's venue. The tickets are €20 each. You can get them from McHugh's venue and also Stockwell Arts and Cafe as well. And they're on Eventbrite. If you look for fundraiser for Tracy on Eventbrite, you'll get all of the details there as well. And also there's a, the GoFundMe is ongoing for people who can't make it. If you want to donate there as well uh, on that, they would so appreciate it. But just had to mention it on the show. What an amazing, an amazing lady uh, who needs our help and support. So what better way to do it than enjoy a night of fantastic music, March 24th in McHugh's venue. Now, I've got to take a quick break and I've got news about Ed Sheeran. Very exciting news and music from him on the way. The 11 to 1 show. May the 5th, okay, May the 5th, it's going to be a very important date for Ed Sheeran fans. I'll tell you all very, very shortly. But first, let's have some music from the man himself. You see tonight, it could go either way. Ed Sheeran, Celestial, he is probably one of the most important artists of this generation and he is going to be releasing new music on May the 5th. So May the 5th is the date. You can pre-order the album, which will be called Subtract. Um, you can pre-order that pretty much now. Now, this is going to be a very, very different album, OK, because he has admitted that he's been working on this for a decade, trying to sculpt the perfect acoustic album, he says. And he has written and recorded hundreds of songs with, you know, what a vision he kind of wanted it to be. But then at the start of last year, a series of events changed his life, he says, my mental health and ultimately the way I viewed music and art. He says writing songs is therapy and helps me make sense of the feelings. And I wrote without sort of thought of what the songs would be. I wrote whatever tumbled out. And uh, he said in just over a week, I replaced a decade's worth of work with my deepest, darkest thoughts, because what happened was Within the space of a month, he found out that his pregnant wife was told she had a tumour. They couldn't have any treatment until after the birth. Then his best friend, Jamal Edwards, who was very, very close to him, died suddenly. 
And as well as that, we were talking about this at the time as well. He found himself standing in court, defending his integrity and career as a songwriter. And uh, he says, I was spiralling through fear, depression and anxiety throughout all of that. So he says, I didn't feel like I could put out the body of work into the world that didn't accurately represent where I am and express, you know, this point in my life. And this is the thing about amazing artists like Ed Sheeran. And we see it throughout not even just music, but throughout film and and literature as well. Sometimes their most incredible work comes from tragedy, really, unfortunately, or huge events that, that happen in their life. He says... Um, this album is like opening a trap door into my soul. For the first time, I'm not trying to craft an album people will like. I'm merely putting out something that's honest and true to where I am in my adult life. I have no doubt, judging from his record, you know, in terms of making amazing music, we are going to absolutely love it. Um, but it's going to be really, per- it's going to be really, really different album. It's going to be really, really personal. There's going to be so much that's gone into this. Uh, so it's called Subtract and it's going to be out May 5th. She's so beautiful. There's Aslan. She's so beautiful. I'll tell you what's beautiful. When you see people coming together to promote and support the arts and the Loud Mead Education Training Board, along with their three further education colleges in the Northeast, they are coming together, first of all, to collaborate on a very unique initiative for International Women's Day. But they're going to be presenting the premiere of playwright Nuala McKeever's new play. We're going to find out more about this next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Loud Mead Education Training Board's three further education colleges in the Northeast are coming together to collaborate on a unique initiative which marks and celebrates International Women's Day next week. So each college has planned their own on-campus activity beginning next Monday, building an awareness and conversations around International Women's Day, which is fantastic. But they're going to come together on Tuesday, March the 7th at the Berbigan Centre in Drogheda for the premiere of Nuala McKeever's new play. It's called Truth, Love or Promise. I'm delighted to be joined by player Right, Nuala McKeever and Joanna Dawes from Dunboyne College of Further Education. She's coordinating and staging the event. I've Joanna in front of me and I've Nuala on the line. Nuala, you can hear us there. You can. I can very loud and very clear. It's lovely to be here. Hi, Joanna. We, Hi, Nuala. I can just about hear you. Fantastic. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with Joanna. First of all, you are behind this brilliant initiative, Joanna. You uh, have come up so with with this idea. So where did it come from and, and how did Nuala get involved? Well, although I'm behind the idea, I mean, I have a whole big team. We work together and I've got great support in Dunboyne College. So how we come up with the idea, um, every year for International Women's Day, we try to think up a way to really market and a way to really celebrate it. And uh, last year we had a, a we published um, poetry and short stories and artwork from um, students and from outside contributors and from teachers. And it was a wonderful publication alongside uh, and under the tutelage of visual artist and my colleague as well, art teacher, Bernie Leahy. So that was really amazing. So we said, you know, how are we going to mark International Women's Day this year? So a few years ago, I had been running a mental health awareness week and it was a a whole week of events, very significant events. And I had been to the Lyric to watch a play by this playwright who I didn't know called Nola McKeever. My friend said to me, come on and we see this woman. She's supposed to be really good. This play is meant to be fantastic so off we went I was really blown away by that play and I actually went to see it three times it was called In the Window 
So um, I then requested um, Nula a Facebook friend request and she very luckily said yes. And since that, we have collaborated together on, you know, lots of different um, sort of events in Dunboyne College, creative writing courses, you know, uh, confidence building workshops, all of that type of thing. So I then had the idea that, you know, we'd love to put on and see if Nulla would write a drama for International Women's event that we were going to be staging um, this year. So I went up to see her around, it was just before, maybe early summer last year. So I put the idea to her and Nulla very graciously said, what? So I think Nula was like, what is this now? What's happening here now? But I just thought it would be great for her to just write a play. So, uh, you know, and just a play centred around lots of, you know, women's, uh, you know, uh, issues, experiences, empowerment of women, all of that type of thing. And then we sort of collaborated through the summer and then the serious writing then started in September. So it's been very exciting and, you know, Nilla's worked very hard. And I'm, I'm really looking forward. I don't, I, I know a little bit of a synopsis of the play. I don't know. It's all going to be revealed, revealed and unveiled on next Tuesday night at the Barbican. And before I bring Nilla in, um, this is the first time as well that yourselves and Dunboyne and the other colleges widely between, in, in the lead me, yes. the Education Training Board, are coming together to yeah. collaborate, which is fantastic. This is the first time and it is a very unique um, event to happen between the three colleges. Now, last year, um, Drogheda Institute of Further Education, uh, they organised what we called a teach meet. Mm. And it was really the first time that we all got together, you know, as teachers from the three colleges where we could meet. We talked about, you know, sharing resources, which that's already started. And it's just great to know that, you know, although we're in separate colleges, there is a link there. There's a partnership there and we're going to build on that. So, you know, we sat down and we thought, how could we keep this going? How could we keep building on this sort of partnership now that we're forging with these other colleges? And we thought this would be a great way to do this, to organise this big event, this big purple tie event. So I've had fantastic support from Ophi College in Dundalk and from um, Drahada College. We've all got together. You know, everybody's working very hard towards the event. And it's just going to be great just to, to see everybody on the night. And yes, it is the first event like this. It is totally unique. And, you know, it's a big event to stage. And we hope now that there's going to be future projects oh, between the three colleges. I hope so as well. I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm going to bring in Nuala. She's waiting patiently there on the line. Nuala, thank you so much for, for taking the, 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 the time to chat to us. Tell us more about this fantastic play and this collaboration. Isn't it lovely to have a play commissioned and, and supported by an educational organisation like the LMETB? It's absolutely incredible. I am so thrilled. I know in America there's a lot more of this patronage or patronage of the arts. You know, people there don't so much pay taxes as they put their money, rich people put their money into supporting libraries and theatres and all that. There's not quite as much of that here. You know, we tend to wait to get grants from government as such. So to be approached by Joanna last year, and as she says, we have worked very closely together on lots of things. It was just, I I call her an angel. She's like, been 
like a guardian angel to me. Um, so I've had this notion for a play in my head. I had written out some of those stories, just came to me. And when she said this, I thought, oh, what a brilliant, what a perfect marriage made in, uh, in Drogheda as it's going to be. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, when she's talking about it there, you can hear in her voice, Joanna's a real powerhouse. And when she says something's going to happen, it happens. Oh, well, that's so what she it, says there's going to be 500 people in this in this theatre and I'm going oh my god it's going to be great no better woman to have behind you absolutely Uh, so tell me about it it is a one woman show but you move between multiple characters which I'm always fascinated by when I hear this yes I love it I saw Dan Gordon who's a huge actor and director up in Northern Ireland he uh he did a play by Mary Jones, who also wrote Stones in His Pockets, which people may have heard more about, but certainly in um, the night in November has been done loads of times since. But it was a one-man play, and he tells a story, and he acts all the different people out. And when I saw that years ago, I thought, oh, I want to do that. Because my comedy, I'm mostly a comedy writer, yeah. and it, it all started doing voices in the house, you know, when I was a wee girl with my brother Brenton, my brother John, there was a whole squad of us, but um, those two in particular, we were always sort of... I'm not a mimic, but I, I, I imitate what I hear on the TV and the radio. You know, I just do <laughs> accents and voices. And then I got my own TV show years ago called McKeever, and we did characters, and they all started as voices. So when I saw somebody being able to be a load of different people, you know, A, mm. it's cheap to do. So I was able to write a play. The first play I wrote was after the TV show finished, and I wrote a play called Out of the Box, and I acted out all the characters. And then the one that Joanna came to see was called In the Window. And it got great acclaim. I took it to India, America twice, Edinburgh Festival, all around Northern Ireland, did it in Dublin, thanks to Joanna getting me into Smock Alley. Thank you, Joanna. But again, people swore that they saw four people on stage. I nearly came to blows with one of my family members who swore <laughs> that there was at least two of us on stage. I was there's only me. And when she saw it again, she couldn't believe it. So it's what it is in essence. It's like Michael Murphy's brilliant play, The Man in the Woman's Shoes. You yes. go out, you'll see him. There's one man, he's got no set, and he tells his story, and you see it all unfolding. And I think the difference is, in the audience, it's like reading a book. You fill in, you know. So, Everyone and, has and their no own interpretation, what, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and we've all done that when you read a book, and the, the name is mentioned, David Malone or something, you know, and you picture somebody in your head. You can't help it. And then three pages later, it says, he lifted his tall, fair head, and he did, and you go, no, 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 that's not how I see him. <laughs> so we all, I think what's fascinating about the one-person show is, it's such a collaboration. You know, you could video it and yeah. it would look like damn all squared, you know, unlike other plays that could go on. I just think there's something about being in the room with somebody who's telling the story and acting out the parts. And there's a lot of heart in this, a bit like in the window. There's a lot of heart. I mean, I am a comedy writer. Yeah, but, there's a, but there's a lot that's, as you say, there's a lot going on. There's a mix of comedy and, and a lot of drama. It's called Truth, Love or Promise. Give us an idea of the plot. Now, just an idea because okay. you don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, the blurb would say, um, so the story basically is three women meet at a creative writing class in Belfast. There's Brenda, who's a bit like me, I suppose. There's Maureen, who's a bit broader. She's from West Belfast. Uh, no, I'm saying her, Sinead, no, I'm saying, no talking about, you know, you've heard of West Belfast, like, no, I'm saying her. And, uh, and then there's Joanna, 
journalists from England. So we meet them and I had written a really long script and then Dan Gordon came in to direct, which was brilliant. And we worked on the script as in he said, it's too long. And I said, I know. So we cut loads of stuff out. But what's fascinating is, as my friend Andrea Montgomery, who's a director, used to say, you have to write the whole mountain and you have to know the whole mountain, but you only show the tops. So That's a I great uh, mantra to live by when it comes to creative endeavours or things yeah, like that. It's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, because you can't, and I tend to over-tell a thing. So what's fascinating with this is, because I know who all these characters are at the start, but a few people came and saw a rehearsal last week, so that was good, just to get a bit of a feeling. Mm. And they all said they loved how the story unfolded, that it was layered. So the three women make the very different it sets up very early days. You know, that they don't all necessarily like each other or mm. want to be associated. But then, as happens in life, you start to notice connections that, you, that mightn't fit with your idea of who you are. And then when the truth comes out and happens to be quite different to what one of them expects, I suppose the blurb says something like, that's when they have to decide what matters most, truth, love or promise. Because I'm fascinated by the fact that we all create stories about our lives and mm. how we communicate as human beings. But we can get stuck in a story about I have to react this way, I have to feel this way, I have to think this way. You know, and I mean, talk to anybody now. We all feel like victims watching the news. Like there's oh, no God. power. We yeah. can do nothing. And the reality is we do have power. And that's, I think it's a very encouraging and whatever the word is, not inspiring, but, you know, uplifting, uplifting. ultimately to yeah. say, we do have power. And I mean, it's a metaphor. OK, you're writing a creative writing class. You're doing a creative writing class. But we are all writing our stories. So it's kind of what do you do when the story that you thought was your life turns out not to be that? How do you respond to that? So, I mean, there's laughs along the way. There's, I hope, a few twists and turns. Most people didn't see it coming. Some people did. But then they can congratulate themselves. Oh, I love that. I, I'm, one of those, I'm one of those definitely who never sees a twist coming. I'm totally immersed in it I'm always hoodwinked but how do you hope audiences will respond to this because especially in terms of you know understanding and empathy towards women's experience I mean this is going to be you know shown just before International Women's Day yeah, well, I mean, it's a bit like doing comedy from Northern Ireland. We used to have such a chip on our shoulder about the fact that it was Northern Ireland comedy. It's like women, you know, we make up more than half the world. We have to stop bloody apologising <laughs> for the fact that we're doing stuff about women. Yeah. We're not just women. We are human beings and we are more as as important, if not more important, in in our own lives, certainly, than anybody else. So, yes, it is about women, but, I mean, half the people who saw it last week were men. I mean, anybody with half a brain has a life, has a sense of what's my life about occasionally. You know, things happen in life that don't go the way we all expect it to go or the way we want it to go. Everybody, after a certain age, has had experience of disappointment, loss, whatever you want to call it, you know. So it's completely relevant yeah. across the board. It happens to be, I mean, there are there is one man in it, but uh, there were more men maybe in the last one I did. It's just It just happened to be this... It this just kind of came out. Yeah, serendipitous, absolutely. I'm going to bring Joanna back in here for a second. So, Joanna, this is going to be all part of the special Purple Tie event. There's more to the night than just uh, the, the play. The play is the focus, but there is more happening. The play is the focus, but there is going to be a montage that night, but it's kind of a surprise for everybody. Okay. But there is a lot of um, artwork and poetry from 
the different uh, colleges from the teachers, from students, from some outside contributors will be showcased that night. And uh, Robert Kelly is uh, the head of our uh, media and he will, um, you know, he's producing this this really fantastic montage. I don't want to say any more because okay. it give the surprise away. Okay, so, and, and yeah. what about tickets? Because I know there's there's some invites being sent out, but people, there are some limited tickets for the public. There is. Well, it's mostly staff, students and invited guests, but we, we've certainly uh, kept aside some tickets for the public. And if the public want to um, get on to Eventbrite, you can get on to Eventbrite, just look up Nola McKeever's uh, Truth, Love or Promise and there's a link there for tickets then and you can download your tickets. But tickets are going fast. I mean, I think we've over, we have about 350 tickets gone already. Wow. So. Nula, that, that's encouraging news for you, Nula. Uh, I mean, are you hopeful, <laughs> Nula, that you can bring the show maybe to, to, will you tour around it if it goes well? Well, judging from 350 tickets gone, that's that's a good sign. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Joanna, for that. Um, it'll be great to do it. I've already booked it into the Lyric Theatre in Belfast for a week at the Fantastic. end of May, beginning of June. And I've just set up a tour of the North. So after next Tuesday, I am hoping we'll be getting it into theatres Dublin. And then I'll go and look at uh, the festivals around the world. Yeah. I really have. Oh, you know, it's not me saying it. Other people who've said this will go places. So come along next Tuesday and see it for the first time. And when I'm rich and famous, you can say, I knew her when she was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely oh, no, thrilled kind of to, to, to be one of the people invited to this. Thank you both so, so much for, for joining me in studio to chat about this. Thank you so much, Nila. Thank you and I look forward to meeting you Sinead. Thanks a lot. Thanks bye. a million. Bye now. Bye. Bye bye. Truth, Love or Promise is going to be performed in Barbican Centre Drogheda Tuesday the 7th of March. As we say, tickets extremely limited but you can get them on eventbrite.ie. The 11 to 1 show. I don't often say this, but you are looking absolutely gorgeous today. Gorgeous. It's World Compliment Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, uh, but before we talk about World Compliment Day, on this day, the 1st of March 1975, Colour TV transmissions begin in Australia. And today is World Compliment Day. When was the last time someone gave you a genuine compliment? Not just one of those things that people say to fill awkward silences, but an actual compliment. Do you recall the way it made your day, made you feel appreciated? Isn't it lovely? Let's spread that around. It's World Compliment Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie And typical Irish people when it comes to compliments, we shrug it off, don't we? We go, ah, stop. Ah, sure, no. No, I, don't, ah, I couldn't. No, accept the compliment as well. That should be part of it, isn't it? So go out into the world and give compliments to people. Again... News at 12 is approaching, uh, but before that comes our way, I have to tell you, I've fallen off the wagon already. I tried to cut down on chocolate for Lent and I'm just eating it more than ever. What is going on? Who can help me? Perhaps our nutritionist and health coach, Denise Wogan, can tell me why this is happening. We're going to be chatting to her after 12. The 11 to 1 show. 
footage from the 90s of a popular Irish TV presenter services and I love her more for it. I'll tell you all about it after train. I'm a big fan of this lady and now I didn't think it was possible but I'm an even bigger fan. I'm talking about Lucy Kennedy, TV presenter. Did you know that for a very brief moment in time she entered the music world and this is brilliant. So it was around the 90s and it was really kind of the the 90s dance music scene and she pops up in a music video for a song called Every Day by Anginelli and Nelson. If you forget the song, right, I do kind of have brief memories of the song. Here is the song, okay? Whenever the vocal starts, that's Lucy Kennedy. Now, she's miming along. She's not actually singing it, right? She's in the music video, which is a typically kind of very ridiculous, cheesy sort of 90s video. She's dressed in white. She's on a on the rocks, looking off into the distance, miming the words, right? And I'm so glad I stumbled upon this. This is just... She looks amazing. She looks amazing, right? So why... What's going on with this? Well, apparently... The singer was supposed to feature in the video, but got sick and they needed somebody who had, quote unquote, a Spanish look and could mime in the video. So Lucy Kennedy got the gig and she's there in the flowing white trousers and shirt and she just looks amazing. And she looks like she's actually the lead singer of this band. She's miming very well. She's doing the whole dance moves thing. She's loving her life in a music video and I how did I not know about this? Came across this randomly as I was searching the, the internet to see what was going on in the world and there she is, Lucy Kennedy. Looking fine in a music video. I think she needs to reprise this for raise money for charity. Do something regards to this because it's just brilliant. So if you want to check it out, just put in Lucy Kennedy music video on Google and come up for you. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Brendan Fraser says he nearly died on set for the first Mummy movie back in the 90s. He was talking to Kelly Clarkson about it yesterday. And Stephen ran over and he said, hey, uh, it doesn't really look like you're, you know, choking. Can you sell it? And I'm like, all right, fine. So I thought, one more take, man. And the camera swooped around and I went up on the toes and the guy holding the rope above me he pulled it up a little higher and I was stuck on my toes. I had nowhere to go but down. And so he was pulling up and I was going down. And then the next thing I knew, my elbow was in my ear. The world was sideways and there was gravel in my teeth and, and everyone was really quiet. And there was a stunt guy from the coordinator was there and he was going, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, wake up. And I'm like, oh, what, what happened? Is <laughs> Congratulations, you're in the club. Same thing happened to Mel Gibson on Braveheart. <laughs> oh my God. Barry Keoghan is set to star in a new movie alongside Jenna Ortega and The Weeknd. Plot details are being kept under wraps with the pick currently in production. Niall Horan has been talking about working on The Voice. He said it's nerve-wracking having to make a decision there and then about someone's career. That's the hardest thing about The Voice is like I have to make in-game decisions over two singers that are standing in front of me 
um, knowing that I have their future uh, in my hands. And that's the, that's the part that I've, like, the empathy side of me. I hope I don't lose it because I would be heartless. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. From celebrity news to local news, have to give a shout out to St. Declan's National School in Ashburn. They have won the first Mead Speech and Language Therapy Award. So this is the Gradom Kianroida Comersaja. Wow. That's my little Paul Meskel Irish moment there for you. It's a monthly award to recognise people in the community who are actively working to create accessible communication environments in Mead. So what have they done? Well, the students and teachers at St. Declan School have learned love. You know, this manual sign system that's used by many adults and children. And they've done this to create an inclusive environment for all of their students. So have to give them a shout out on the show. Fantastic achievement. And I've heard a lot about love and this sign language system. It's supposed to be completely revolutionary in terms of communicating with people who are non-verbal. Absolutely amazing. So well done to the students in St. Eklund's National School in Ashburn. Elton John, I'm still standing on LMFM's 11 to 1. I started off with the intention of not giving up but cutting back on chocolate. I fell off the wagon massively. What's going on? Well, Denise Wogan, nutritional coast health therapist from BlackRock, she's going to tell us what's going on. If you are giving up sugar, the effects of this, she's going to give us all the details of that next. The 11 to 1 show. We are week one into Lent and no doubt many of you are using the season of Lent to give up sugary foods. But what knock-on effect can this have if we cut sugar suddenly from the diet? Well, nutritional therapist, life a coach as well, Denise Wogan. She's back with us in studio to discuss all of this. So, Denise, welcome back, first of all. Hey. Um, what a lot of people use Lent <laughs> it's a great excuse isn't it to give up sugar I forgot it was Lent yeah. <laughs> oops I love that you forgot it's Lent because this is part of your ethos really mm, isn't it uh, yeah. but this is a great way for people to kind of go right okay it's Lent I'm going to have a focus I'm going to have six weeks now and I'm going to give up sugar but you are very against all of that aren't you yeah <laughs> I was actually when you messaged me the other day and you said we come up and chat about Lent and I was thinking about it and truth is I didn't really forget about it the kids came home and they're like what are we doing for Lent um, and a couple of years ago I started thinking about what's the intention so Lent was really attached to spirituality attached to religion and it was a period of stopping and I know there was Jesus and the sacrifice mm. But there was also that other piece of pulling out and spirituality to me and to um, lots of people is about connection. So what's your intention for you for Lent? Is it about making yourself suffer so that you can be rewarded at the end? Or even if you just shifted your thought process, could you think about it as, well, it's a way for me to connect to myself? And when the kids came home, they started talking about what they could take up, which is where we went to a couple of years. What can I do for myself? Which is exactly what I talk about all the time when it comes to eating, when it comes to nourishing yourself. What else can I add in? Whether that's a bit of love or whether that's an extra vegetable or whether that's um, a few chickpeas to see what they taste like. What else can I add in to mind myself? 
I love that. That needs to be the thing that we adopt <laughs> every single year for Lent. I love I'm that. I'm not starting a new religion, by the way. No, no, no. It's the, it's the self-help religion. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, what happens though, if somebody is kind of going, right, look, at I like, you know, I've talked about this before. I have an unbelievably sweet tooth. It's just crazy. It goes off the Richter scale. So I tend to kind of go, right, look, at instead of cutting out you see I'm learning Denise yeah. uh, instead I've of seen the changes out, in you <laughs> instead of cutting out I'm going to cut down right but yeah. as soon as I did that it's like you know the nun and Father Ted who goes on a binge with all the <laughs> Easter eggs that's what's happened to me in yeah. the last little while since Lent so there's an inner rebel in you yeah there is there's an inner diet rebel who is inside going hey you have made me give up this so if you think about it it's we spent a long time in our lives doing things a certain way, which is cutting food out and telling ourselves we're bad because we couldn't stick to the cutting foods out. There's me and a lot of us in the world of intuitive eating and in nutrition coaching now are saying, actually, sorry, guys, that was wrong information. We don't need to cut things out. Actually, what we've understood is when we add in things, it's better. But our brains are wired to do what we've always done. We always see the world through the lens that we've experienced. So that's what we've experienced. The rebel inside is gone. I don't want to do it again. Just like that teenager we were talking about a while ago, cutting <laughs> <laughs> their hair and dyeing it crazy colours. The rebel is in there and that's your diet rebel saying, okay. nah, I don't want to do this again. So how I would work with that is like, okay, how can I listen to that part of me? And how can I chat to it and say, well, what do you want? And if you know, if you know for yourself that actually I do want to reduce down the amount of chocolate that I'm having, could you just have a conversation and negotiate and just say, well, what would you feel comfortable with? And I know lots of people are out there going, are you seriously telling me I'm going to talk in my head? I've had this chat with you before. You do talk in your yeah. head. We all talk in your well, head. Well, we me, all have thoughts. Well, let me tell you, there, there's no chatting to this one, right? Once she is okay. on a goal to get the chocolate, she's like some sort of crazed lunatic. Because yeah. even I stopped as I held the Nutella jar, I think it was, which is my go-to when mm. there's nothing in the house. And I went, come on now, what's going on here? What would Denise say is going on? And she was like, yeah, forget it. I get the spoon, just go for it. And that's what happened. Okay. Okay. So what would the other voice inside you say? Where were the other, th- what were the other things? Oh, they were silenced. There was just, you know, once I was on the, on the, <laughs> on the rampage. <laughs> so there's like, there's, it's just that pause. It's like, what okay. would Denise say? So yeah. we're again, we're looking out to what would somebody else say? Mm-hmm. But maybe if we could silence and it's in the silence we often hear what we would say to ourselves. Maybe it's in that pause of going, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to step back away from this here and see. Is it okay for me to have a little bit of chocolate? Is it okay for me to change my mind and actually go, I don't want to do Lent? Yeah. I don't want to do it. Genuinely, there's a rebel in me and you're saying, I don't want to do Lent. I can change my mind. Actually, on my Instagram today, I've written the words, you have choice. We have choice all the time. And that rebel just wants to be heard. And maybe when you give it the choice, usually what we find and it's, it's, when I, when I speak to people and they give themselves the choice whether they want to binge or not binge, when I work with people who are binge eating, they, they usually find that once they give themselves the choice, they choose not to. Okay. So, so is it about that, that choice. just stopping and yeah. kind of going, right, okay. And uh, you see, because then what happens is once you fall off the wagon, which yeah. is what this is with the binge eating and everything else, you start this whole cycle of, you know, really putting yourself down, talking really negatively mm-hmm. to yourself, saying, I can't believe it's only week one of Lent and you've kind of fallen off the, the I am, wagon. I failed again. Yes, yes. Yeah. And what, so there's massive kind of psychological damage really yeah. going on too, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Like people say like, 
what is it about food? Why can't you just tell me what to eat? Because it is not that easy. We've got an emotional hunger. We've got a physical hunger. And when we eat and when we're triggered to have something like you said, you know, we can't often track the patterns of when we really want lots of sugary food. Yeah. Who knows what happened? Maybe you had a crap interaction with somebody in a car, which I just did. And I just wonder, why is everyone so stressed? Why is everyone just like, I took a wrong turn. Why do you have to beep at me? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's all those little pieces that build up. And then in you're telling yourself, actually, the one thing that might make me feel better, I can't have. Yes. Okay. What else am I going to have? So we've got all these emotional triggers. We've all got all these physical triggers. Maybe we're hungry. And our body goes, well, I know what's going to give me energy really, really fast. It's that bare chocolate. Mm. And this is what's going on deep down in your body. We talk about our thoughts. We can hear our thoughts, but we can't hear the message from down in our body. We could when we were children. Children are naturally intuitive eaters. They tend to stop when they've had enough of the sweet stuff. You will see that if you allow your children the control, if you allow them the choice they will naturally stop. It's when we're super controlling that our rebel goes, you're not going to do this to me. Tell that child, don't touch the hot fire. What do they want to do? Yes. And it's like that that experiment that people were doing on TikTok and everything where they put the chocolate in front of the child and they say, don't touch the sweet now. Just yeah. don't touch it. Yeah. And it, of course they will. But you're so right. And it's brought me back actually to, particularly when my daughter was small, she would never never overeat and I would be looking at her going I am going to eat all those things and mm. like I would eat and binge on sweet things until I couldn't I was just fit to burst and then of course you f- you feel horrific after that as mm. well so this is where intuitive eating comes in now not everybody's is the sweet thing I mean yeah. you probably have clients that it, it's completely different sort of foods anything yeah yeah and and we won't often know what we Typically, people will know they'll either be sweet or savoury. So mm-hmm. they'll know what's there. You know, I've had people with jellies or it's the chocolate. We all have something. But really, it's once they give themselves the choice, when you you give yourself the choice and know that. Just what you said there about like you get so full and you give yourself such a hard time afterwards. That becomes the trigger then to continue the habit, the loop of behaviours. And I was doing a masterclass last night and I was saying to the ladies, I was like, when we go in and we do the behaviour, we just say, stop doing that. We never understand why we did that. And that's what this is all about, is about becoming aware of the why, becoming what what's drawn me to this behaviour and then accepting that it happened just as it is, warts and all. You know, we, we're humans and warts and all, we don't really accept all those parts of us. Could we accept that part of us that maybe overeats? And the more you accept that, and I can see your face going, oh, no. And it's exactly <laughs> what lots of people say. <laughs> and I here say, I am thinking my face is completely neutral. It's not. Denise, yeah. I'm it's called These are the cues. Eating. These are the cues. These are the cues that I'm, <laughs> I'm trained to pick up on. But it is when I hear, I can see your brain making, trying to make sense of that. How could I accept myself mm. binging? But how could I accept myself being an angry mom? How could I accept myself yeah. in because we're we're always trying to put up this perfection piece? Yeah, you know we're always trying to put out the the image of I'm good. I've got it under control. When actually we're all just muddling along, and that piece when you do accept that part of you, it tends to quieten down. That rebel gets a little bit quieter. It's like oh, I was heard. I was yeah. heard. Because what is it when we go into therapy? When we go into coaching? When when we go into anything? When you go to your friend, what do you want to be? You want to be heard. Yeah. And that rebel inside you who's like screaming and shouting. Yeah. That's like an emotional little chimp inside in your brain going, please hear me. 
So right. for anyone out there, you can throw your hand in your heart and you can say to your chimp, hey, I heard you. OK, what are we going to do from here? And once they know they have a choice, they usually go, actually, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I don't want four bars of chocolate. I only want two squares. Okay, okay. And it's about that pausing in that moment and, and taking stock of that. And when you work with people, particularly when it comes to this sort of stuff, you must, it must be amazing to see the, the shift. What do they do then instead? Uh, like, what, have they supplemented different behaviours? I did see a very cool uh, client testimonial that's on your, your Instagram. I'm going to read this out, actually. Uh, it says, uh, I wanted to stop binge eating, but I achieved a different goal. If I fall off the wagon, so to speak, I kiss my hand and I get back up. I love that. The goal mm. I reached was self-compassion because obstacles will always come in our way and we are not perfect. And uh, you have kind of, for any, anyone thinking about this, it's probably the best gift you can give yourself, which is fantastic as well. Um, great t- uh, testimonial for you. But this idea of kind of, I suppose not like I've said beating ourselves up it's about mm. kind of going look at that happened let's accept it and, and, and move on a couple of things there's an inner child in all of us okay um, and when I connected with that inner child that is just magic because there is a little child within you who just needs to be nice you need you need to be nice too our inner critic can be really really loud yeah. so we want to turn up our inner mentor and mother ourselves like who looks after you if you're a mother out there Who's looking after you? You're so busy looking after everyone else that the quickest thing we can do is often to have that. You know, we're looking for a feeling. Yeah. We're always looking for a feeling. And what does the chocolate give you? It gives you an immediate feeling of safe. I'm loved. I'm minded. It makes me feel good. But then long term, it doesn't do the same. So what do those people do? They learn how to reach for something else. I have a client at the minute and she is absolutely amazing the way she is catching her thoughts and she's reaching for different things. She's, okay. you know, whether it's going for a bath or doing her, just even taking off her makeup with care or yeah. it's simple things, but it's catching the thoughts. And it's like, this is actually, you know what they're doing. They're recognizing what they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a question for everyone to remember. What do I need now? Okay. In this moment right In now. this yeah. moment. So this comes from Mindful Self-Compassion, a lady called Kristen Neff and Chris Germer as well as her partner. They have done massive research on mindfulness. Um, but how often do you stop and ask yourself, what do I need now? And the food is a distraction. The food is a distraction. It helps us cope with the feeling that we're having and distract us away from it. But we want to feel them. Yeah. We want to feel them. We need to let all of those feelings out because if we don't, we push them down. And people say, well, come, but I don't know what I need. You got to keep asking. Okay. It will start coming because your brain is going to resist it straight away and go, I don't want to do that. It's so much quicker to have the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I've no time. (laughs) And you see, this is why Denise is so different from other people out there that would be, you know, spouting things on the internet about cutting sugar out and keto diets and all this sort of thing. It's not working. It is all to do with what's going on with us in the emotional part of ourselves. Um, But if there are people who are going, you know, do you know what? I want to do this thing. It's a spiritual thing. Are there, what would you advise? What kind of things maybe could they do maybe instead of cutting out? Uh, Just exactly what I said is think about what your intention is. Could you change your intention to look after you? So could you say, well, you know, I hear all these people on the internet banging on about how we can look after ourselves. There's so much we can do to look after ourselves. We can rest more. Yeah. What a gift that would be to give yourself for six weeks of Lent. Rest. Because remember, Jesus was not living in a time where he is on the go 24-7. No, and this idea we of hustling are the whole hustling time. Hustling the yeah. whole time. So yeah. could you rest? Could you play more? Could you go out and have fun with the kids? 
Like, could you do something like that and just watch and see? Could you uh, add in more vegetables? So it was a great one of mine. Yeah. Or could you decide to go out for lunch on your own and treat yourself like you would treat your friend once a week? Could you do those things and just watch and see with that intention of self-care, self-love, self-connection, what happens? How does that change the experience of Lent for you? And maybe you might want to continue it long beyond Lent. Yeah, absolutely. And Mm. if people want uh, more help, more support from you, they can get in touch. We have uh, an email address and we have a phone number and stuff, but it's foodie with the double E at the end, dot IE is the best place, isn't that? And I'm launching a new programme. So I have tried and tested it and I have dug deep. I've gone down within and spent the last couple of months designing this. So we have the Confident Eating Solutions starting in March, the week of March 13th. And it is an online group coaching programme for women. So if anyone is interested in that, just send me an email, denise at foodie.ie and uh, get your name on the list because it's going to be epic. Fantastic. And what a great way to start off all this process with with yourself. Absolutely. Denise, as always, thank you so, so much for taking the time out and coming in to me. Thanks a million. Cheers. Uh, Just a reminder that website, so foodie is uh, the double E at the end dot IE and denise at foodie dot IE if you want to sign up to that new programme. Seal a kiss from a rose. This is not a drill. Ed Sheeran is coming to Dublin very, very soon. All the details next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Very exciting news reaching us and it's all to do with Ed Sheeran. He has announced he's coming to Dublin to perform really soon. Here's Crossy, our showbiz reporter with all the details. Great news for fans of Ed Sheeran today. He's just announced a three arena date. He'll play the Dublin venue on the 30th of March and tickets go on sale Friday, March the 10th. Earlier on as well, Ed also announced a brand new album. It's going to be called Subtract and it'll be out in May. Oh, the 30th of March, three arena. Tickets go on sale next week, the 10th of March. Talk about, you know, a brilliant surprise for people. No doubt those tickets will fly out. So you have been warned. Put it in your phone. Set an alarm for a ridiculous o'clock next Friday to be waiting in line for those tickets to see Ed Sheeran. Amazing. of the road just want to remind people that uh, on Saturday coming from 6 to 8pm it's an event called the New Sound and it's happening in Drehid Arts Centre it's very much um, in association with young people from TY in the schools around the local area they've come up with their Young Producers Programme so they've uh, with the help of the facilitators there in the Drehid Arts Centre they've come up with this event it's the New Sound and it's going to feature five or six different young artists or bands from the local area They'll all play a set, I suppose, for for 20 minutes or so. And uh, it's happening from 6 to 8pm. Details of it uh, can be found on drehid.com. There's Madonna, like a prayer, an icon of 80s music, will be joining us on the show tomorrow. I know, very exciting. John Taylor, bass player from Duran Duran, is going to be chatting to me ahead of their gig in the Three Arena. We talk about the first album he bought, how the band got together, his plans for their future past show in the Three Arena lots to enjoy. I will probably put an extended version up by the way on lmfm.ie because quite a lengthy chat but we'll bring you a portion of that chat on tomorrow's show. That is our lot of the show show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow.
the 11 to 1 show. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.